We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> So, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the That's ad. The ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Hey, everybody. Just a reminder that you can always check out our Patreon account at patreon.com backslash Podcast. You can donate uh, various tiers of money, and we are giving away you know, packages of lots of horror swag, including possibly the movie that we are discussing today. You know, that's real tempting. Uh, and we'll do commentary tracks for different movies that you're interested in. But until then, just listen to the sweet sounds of us Hating a movie that Stephen King wanted to disown. And we'll put some shapes in over here, some numbers, maybe a little lightning effect. <laughs> Sweet pew pew. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. My name's Dick Fuckhead, and I'm the creator of the virtual reality you see in Lawnmower Man. After my work on Dire Straits music video for Money for Nothing, I thought, what if human beings could live in that world? Wouldn't it be nightmarish? Ha <laughs> ha. Anyway, so. Me and, uh, with the help of my girlfriend, I mean Lab Monkey, I created that, uh, that virtual reality. I hooked her in, and she went on a kill-crazy rampage. It was a pretty crazy time. <laughs> now, if you'd like to hear more about the adventures of me and my fuck monkey, I mean girlfriend, I mean Lab Monkey, you can tune in today to Horror Movie Night. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh my god. I, I had no way to, to I was I was okay. Like I was just holding it in and then you said fuck monkey. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. And I, I was oh man. I think my face is like the darkest shade of maroon it's ever been right now. Um 
So oh. we'll start right off with the fuck monkey because when this movie started, I thought I was watching monkey shots. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was watching monkey shots. God damn, this movie's awful. Uh, before we get. There wasn't even, a, there wasn't even the, the like paraplegic sex scene in this movie. Come on. <laughs> so before we, before we dive directly into this, uh, this was sent to us as a suggestion from a listener. Uh, one of our biggest listeners, actually, Rudy, uh, the self-proclaimed... Hey, that's not nice. <laughs> so, so this is the email that he sent us. What's up, guys? I must have binged through half of your episodes in the last few days, and you three are fucking hilarious and have the best back and forth. The Evil Dead Geronimo moment still cracks me up, and I love the moment... Uh, I've been in love from the moment I saw that you had an episode about Halsu. Bonus question, what would your Halsu names be if you weren't already Matt, Adam, and Scott? Uh, I think we already decided before that my I would be Kung Fu. Um, so we all want to be Kung Fu. We all want to be Kung Fu. Uh, so now... Wait, who had the nicest butt? Was that Kung Fu? <laughs> I think so. She had the nicest butt, and also she was so cool. <laughs> she was so cool Kung Fu. Uh, so now you know that you have at least one gay fan who appreciates RuPaul's Drag Race love on your shows. Uh, they did a horror movie challenge that you should check out. Uh, so the reason I'm writing to you is that I think you guys have to do an episode on Low- Lawnmower Man. You can be treated to the incredible Smell the Fart acting performance by Pierce Brosnan and the, <laughs> 90, and the 90s Capri Sun CGI. If you have, oh <laughs> also, you'll question if they scalped Yahoo Serious for the main dude's wig. <laughs> Watch it and let me know what you think. And then he sent us a picture of the Lawnmower Man CGI. <laughs> um, so thank you, thank you, thank you, Ruby. I think we decided we were going to pick this movie just to read your email, uh, and then we just kept delaying it over and over again because we knew that we didn't actually want to watch the movie. But, <laughs> but here we are with We, we should probably Lawnmower also Man. mention the guests that we have on this. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're, we're joined uh, by, by uh, our, our good friend, Jesse Cornette, uh, the man behind a ton of different podcasts and YouTube channels, and he's got a pretty cool kickstarter campaign going as well uh so we'll let you talk about that a little bit now on the front and then we'll uh also wrap up with a little bit more on it all right excellent thanks guys uh thanks for letting me be here first of all and uh thank to you hell for with suffering all of you for this. making me watch the lawnmower man um <laughs> especially you rudy <laughs> um just wanted to take a moment to let you guys know that chilling tales for dark nights is uh is who i make the podcast for most of them. I also work on the No Sleep podcast. Um, But Chilling Tales for Dark Nights has started a Kickstarter campaign to raise funds for us to create an animated horror series in the vein of Tales from the Crypt, The Twilight Zone, Tales from the Dark Side, some of those uh, old 80s anthology series. This will be like that, but ultimately in in an animated uh, uh, format. That way we can get away with a lot more Fresh blood color, I suppose you could say. <laughs> because yeah, yeah, the, the violence is okay as long as it's not real people. And don't <laughs> exactly. There you go. And maybe every once in a while a Scooby Doo reference. So <laughs> if they chase through a bunch of different doors for like ten minutes to like a, a sweet groovy '60s tune, then I'm definitely in on the Scooby Doo <laughs> references. 
<laughs> Absolutely. And uh, Craig Groshek, uh, who started Chilling Tales for Dark Nights, um, he came up with the concept of us uh, creating an animated series around our stories, ultimately the audio experiences that we create. Um, and everybody can check us out out there uh, on YouTube. Just look for Chilling Tales for Dark Nights or the Simply Scary Podcast, which is the podcast that I'm working on currently. And um, the Kickstarter campaign is uh, at chillingtalesfordarknights.com forward slash animation, and they can find out all about what we have planned, and we do have a lot of extra special things planned when it comes to this, uh, especially with some of our stretch goals. We've got some great rewards for the fans out there. So I would advise everybody to go at least check it out and to let any of your horror-loving friends out there know about it so we can get this animated series started in bloody color. All right. Jesse, you seem like such a consummate professional. I feel bad that I started this episode by saying, fuck, monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is quite all right. It's not a problem at all. If uh, I work with Steve Taylor, who's one of the best voices in the business. Uh, He he used to work down in the Gulf Coast uh, doing weather. And he's got this incredible Mr. Movie Voice voice. And let me tell you, the blooper reels that I have for him, yeah, yeah, I've I've heard a lot worse. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, just, but, I gotta say, like, you are making me feel so embarrassed with the way that I sound on our podcast because <laughs> I sure don't sound like an adult <laughs> at all. So we're delaying this as much as we can possibly try, but we wait, have wait. to discuss this garbage movie now. I know. <laughs> you, though, I have to say one thing. It's 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 funny that you mentioned that you um, also work on the uh, the No Sleep podcast because yes, um, my best friend uh, from childhood, uh, he and I talk all the time, and he binged uh, all of the Horror Movie Night episodes um, over the course of, I don't know, maybe the last two months or something like that, listening at work and such. Uh-huh. And uh, just just last week, he was like, I've... I, he was kind of like looking for something else to listen to, and he's now binging the No Sleep podcast. And he was just telling me about it. Oh man, don't yeah. tell him about this. Let his mind explode when he listens to an episode of Horror Movie Night. And he's like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" <laughs> he actually is going to be pretty blown away that that uh, I am talking to and probably verbally berating somebody <laughs> in charge of his current favorite podcast. <laughs> well, those guys at the No Sleep Podcast—they're incredible. You speak, you talk about professionals. Those guys are incredible professionals. David Cummings, who started the No Sleep Podcast several years ago, um, great guy, uh, great guy to work with. I've never had the opportunity to meet him. This past uh, this past week, they were—they're doing the No Sleep tour right now. Um, I think it's uh, called No Sleep or Sleepless uh, 2017, the Sleepless Tour. And so they're touring around the states right now. Um, I think they're in Cleveland this week. They were just in Minnesota this past week, and then at the beginning of the week they were in Texas. So they are going around and spreading the horror no-sleep style on the road. So they're turning themselves into a bunch of road dogs. And uh, it's... The No Sleep Podcast is an incredible operation, and I'm an incredibly fortunate individual to be involved with both Chilling Tales for Dark Nights and the No Sleep Podcast. And again, I appreciate you guys letting me come on here and run my mouth about it a little bit. 
Yeah, it's cool that you've got to work with with such a, an awesome podcast that has such high production values. Welcome to our show. <laughs> <laughs> There's no He's turning back tough. now, Jesse. He's oh, believe me. Value to us, though. This is genius. <laughs> yeah, in in my little basement studio that I'm sitting in right now, um, professional is only a word. Let's put it that way. So, what uh, kind of pants are you wearing right now? <laughs> I, I'm wearing plaid pajama pants, actually. Well, that's and a that's a step. That's more than I'm wearing right now. So. <laughs> uh, all right, so I have like three sentences. I could only I watched this movie twice in one night because I'm like yep. I have to have more notes than what I have on this paper. But no, nothing happens in this movie for so long, and then. And then it's just like a whole bunch of like, what the fuck is happening? While I'm like watching the movie, it's like I, I just sat there baffled. Like I forgot about so much. I had this on VHS because I think someone bought it for my parents, and they're like, we're not watching that shit. So it just sat in the basement. And like one day, I popped it in when I was like 14, and was like, well, that was awful, and just like never bothered to watch it again. And then I, I found a copy for a dollar ninety nine. At a at the last Suncoast Pictures that I know is still open, and um, and I watched it this week twice, and I yeah, hate well, this you movie. Paid too fucking much for it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start this off by saying usually we'll find a, a fault in a movie like the screenwriter was real shitty and lazy, or the direction was bad, the acting was bad. Fuck everyone that made this movie. <laughs> Yes, when a racer head becomes a cogent plot line, then you know you've picked a winner. Definitely. <laughs> the, uh... There's a giant golden Jeff Fahey head on your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's just so uh I I saw on the DVD that I purchased that it had a commentary track, so I put that on last night while I was trying to go to Ooh. sleep. It's like maybe I'll pick up some cool stuff. Uh, the writer and the director of this movie, at least based on that commentary track, just think that they fucking hit this out of the park. Like they, <laughs> like, like the fact that the commentary track didn't immediately start with like, "Hey, we're the writer and director of Lawnmower Man, and we're sorry." We're like, sorry. Like it's just like, <laughs> like they're just like, yeah, you know, like we had to explain to people what VR was because we were so ahead of the curve on this type of technology and like. And then they were like, you know, Stephen King got a little upset that didn't really follow his short story. But, I mean, how do you adapt a six-page short story appropriately? So we just kind of went on our own thing. And it's like, well, then don't fucking call it Stephen King's Lawnmower Man because there's <laughs> nothing that resembles yeah. the short story. What it, what it was was they – they uh, there's literally only one line in this entire movie that also comes from the Stephen King Stephen King writing, right? So there's yeah. really nothing at all in this movie that has anything to do with the Stephen King material. But they originally titled it Stephen King's The Lawnmower Man. He saw it and, and sued them to have his name removed from it. So they couldn't market it that way. Well, the, the studio went ahead and, mar and, and put his name on it anyways and released it as home video under Stephen King's Lawnmower Man. And he had to fucking sue them again to get them <laughs> to take his name off of it. So they were so desperate to sell this movie knowing how awful it is. That they were willing to go against the wishes of the court just to try and attach his name to it to make some sales happen. But it. it was profitable. It was profitable enough for a video game and a sequel. $32 million at the box office. Yeah, <laughs> on a $10 million budget. 
Yeah. Yeah. Really? I would have sworn dollars to make this movie. Yeah. I would have thought this CG must have cost them two hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much is a banana inflation. cost? Ten dollars? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> fucking idiots. Yeah, this movie. Oh man. Oh man. Um, I actually. I, so I do have a good amount of notes. So we we can go through the plot a little bit here. So can I, you, wait, you can I stop with... you? Can I stop you with one more thing that I just saw on the Wikipedia page, and it is the most depressing thing I've read in a while. Um, so the movie that we watched, hopefully the movie that we all watched, is like an hour okay. forty. You know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah. says that there is an unrated director's cut that is two hours and 25 minutes long. Shoot me oh, in Lord. the fucking face. There is no way I could sit through that. <laughs> that is awful. Ru- that would make me want to run over my own head with a lawnmower, <laughs> like, honestly Oh, speaking. my God. Set me on pixelated fire. Like, that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> my God wife... Damn. <laughs> My wife and I watched this. Uh, we watched it uh, uh, Friday night. How's the divorce coming after that? We, <laughs> we had to. We had to stop several times just to take a break, go outside, get a nice breath of fresh air, then come back in. Unfortunately, that extended the movie to about that two hour and twenty minute time limit. Dude, this movie. So I have a question for you here. Are you con- is your wife divorcing you now because you made her sit through this pile of shit or Oh oh no I have I have I brainwashed her irreparably <laughs> Did you did you attach her to the VR machine? <laughs> <laughs> and now she's just sitting there kind of going oh yeah. She's like no Jesse I don't like this make it stop and you're like no trust me it's fun <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> Oh man! Hey, so so the intro to this, they have to. They thought you're not wrong. How they thought they were so genius talking about virtual reality. They actually have a uh, like an intro scroll that says a technology called, and then in all caps, virtual reality. Yeah. Actually, um, <clears throat> so. <sighs> I'm so upset. I'm just so upset by this film. Um, I I remember watching this, and I I told the guys this while we were waiting to start, that um, I watched this right when it came out on video. So, you know, I was probably 12, 11 years old or something like that. And even 11-year-old me was not impressed. I was like, this is a pile of garbage, and this has to be – I – Fight me on this. Somebody, please, come up with a worse film adaptation or a, a worse film adaption of a Stephen King story or book. Like, you, I really don't think that there's anything worse than Lawnmower Man. Yeah, this is Ooh. probably bottom of the barrel. I mean, um, he's – and that's saying something because, really, I don't think Stephen King's re- ever had a correct adaption of any of his, any of his work at all. Right. Yeah, I I feel like Misery is probably the closest, and there is still a lot of changes yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. Misery is good. Misery's a, okay. Let's say Misery is the best because Misery is a good film and is relatively close in style, tone, and characterization to the source material. But it's not a horror movie. I mean, it's it's a more of like a, a thriller. A thriller. That's what I would call it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like his non-horror got adapted way better. Like. Stand by Me and Shawshank Redemption are pretty decent, but they're also not 
perfect adaptation. Shawshank I mean, the, Redemption is is so much more than the book, like yeah, or than the story. I mean, like Shawshank Redemption is a phenomenal film, but I mean, Stand by Me also is is an extrapolation of a short story, um, The Body, mm-hmm. and and I think that they really took the 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 spirit of that story and of Stephen King's kind of like uh, a coming of age tale with the darkness of it and made it a really great film. I mean, it stand by me is a good movie, but I, I don't think that any of those come to mind when you think, okay, what is a good Stephen King movie? Because those again are not horror movies. Um, I don't think that Stephen King writes in such a way that you can condense it at horror, at least mm-hmm. into, into like, cause a lot of it is, is internal monologue, and the whole horror of the, the shit that happens to the characters is because you know everything about the way that their brain works and you understand the interrelations between the characters. And I mean, because there are always a huge amount of people involved in all of Stephen King's books. But if these people are going to complain of the people that made this uh, lawnmower man are going to complain that, like, it's hard to make a feature length film out of a Stephen King short story they're wrong because Stand By Me is the perfect example. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's well, when Stephen King is always at his best, when you don't give him enough rope to write 4,000 pages <laughs> to hang himself. Exactly. Absolutely. He's like the modern-day Washington Irving. The <laughs> lamp was 14 and a half inches high. It had a beautiful skin lampshade. And, and now, before... now for 16 pages of sex scenes. Child sex scenes. Yeah, well, the other thing is, like, his... um. His short, I, I feel like some of the best adaptations of any of his stuff is like when his short stories are adapted for like an anthology film, you know, like oh, Cat's mean- Eye and Creep Show <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> right? Wait, The Mangler is a full length film. I forgot. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. No, and they made thinner. that. Yes. Yeah, th- thinner. Thinner. Okay. Thinner is awful. <laughs> thinner is so fun though. Thinner is definitely more fun than than Lawnmower Man. <laughs> um. So, uh, do you want me to pick that so that we can argue about if it's actually entertaining at all? Because uh, <laughs> it would just be the fantastic shit that happens in Lawnmower Man. Thinner is just like a snooze. I would feel honored if you guys did that <laughs> after a suggested like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It would just be 45 minutes of us just saying thinner to each other. <laughs> like, Essentially, yeah, we would just like. We'd make up stupid bullshit for each other. Like, yeah, be pretty good. Uh, so, so the only one of the only notes I have when watching this movie was uh, says, "How does the VR make Job cut as fuck?" Like, <laughs> like, he's just like I, I honestly, I think that he got cut as fuck when he was mowing everybody's lawns in ninety degree weather. I mean, he just has zero zero water reserves in his body. Yeah, there's just but such a, a weirdly unnecessary scene. For, it's like, all right, now this one's for the ladies. And, it's yeah, like, and, and they do that over and over <laughs> again in the film. It's like he had, Jeff Jeff Fay, he had a, uh, uh, a writ in his contract that said, okay, I've got to have five scenes that have me without my shirt on flexing. I actually have that contract in my movies, too. Um, I thought that that was kind of common for every man. <laughs> Uh, I have a clause in my contract that says I can't take my shirt off, even if there's a scene with a swimming pool. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you and Matt have that same clause, right? <laughs> I Matt's not laughing at that. <laughs> yeah, 
I myself, you know, that's that's the that's kind of the reason why I do voiceover work. I definitely have a face for radio. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> it's just the the best band name that I don't think anybody's ever taken advantage of. Face for radio. Face for radio. I would love it if somebody did an entire Spotify playlist of like every song or and or every song on a CD that is called Face for Radio because there ha- that has to be a concept that's been played around with, but there doesn't seem to. I mean, last time I looked, I didn't see any bands named that, but oh well. I mean, it's it's nothing like you know, <laughs> Fuck Monkey. <laughs> Hey, Fuck Monkey is a great name for a band. Yeah, no. I'm certain that that one's been taken. That, that's, ri- that's right up there with Free Beer as one of the best names. Yeah. Everyone gets laid. <laughs> oh, we're getting back to talking about PCU again. It's been, what, two yep. episodes? <laughs> Dude, I can talk about PCU every fucking episode. Um, so... I, I just out of curiosity, I searched "fuck monkey" on on Google to see if it is a band, and uh, the first thing that came up is a YouTube video, a YouTube video that's named "monkey fucking a girl." So I'm not going to click that. But like, talk about clickbait! Oh yeah, Jesus. man, yeah, you won't believe what happens when this monkey fucks this girl. <laughs> click to find out. <laughs> man. This episode brought to you by the word fuck. (laughs) And chilling tales to tell in the dark. Um, I'm so sorry. I hope that the people that listen to your podcasts are ready for a whole lot of swearing. And we are all sailors this week. We're on a voyage to cyberspace. It's all right. Nine nine times out of ten, they usually have to beep out uh, my character, which which I, I... I play a couple of well, hundreds of different characters in in Dad Chilling Tales for Dark Nights, um, but one of the characters that I created uh, along with Archibald Carlisle is uh, uh, the other half. Who, if you've ever listened to the Simply Scary podcast, ultimately it is uh, GM Danielson who is our host. He is a uh, an undead vampire who lives in a castle, and he has allowed myself and the ventriloquist figure Archibald Carlisle who is actually a a uh, ventriloquist figure who uh, has a, a soul from the 1950s inhabiting his body. Oh, so um, Leech <laughs> Yes. <laughs> actually, more like Devil Doll. <laughs> Ooh, Devil... Is that oh, a movie? Man. Yes, yeah, yes, it yeah. is. With oh, the, like, yeah. uh, the Let's African not watch tribal that. doll. Let's not watch that yeah, it's a it's oh, a oh, 60s Brit horror film that came out before the Hammer horror film yeah. started. Sorry, sorry. Continue. Oh, no, 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 no problem at all. Um, but but the the characterizations that we have in there usually at, at Chilling Tales we'll we'll beep out things. Um, but again, the blooper reel, which uh, we do give our outtakes to our members and patrons on ChillingTalesForDarkNights.com. So <laughs> anybody on the inside of that page, they have heard this all before. So. Feel free uh, to let the fuck monkeys fly. <laughs> so much it's so refreshing that a person with such a, a beautifully uh ASMR type voice is swearing at me today. It's like the best Sunday morning <laughs> Fly okay. fuck monkeys fly <laughs> I might want to edit it out that we're actually recording on a Sunday morning because I think that kind of ruins the magic. <laughs> 
Yep, we're all going to hell for watching Lawnmower Man. Oh wait, no, it's cussing on Sunday. Well, That's right. True, <laughs> but uh, so so we're actually supposed to be talking about Lawnmower Man. We haven't gotten there yet. There's not so much the, to the say. It's garbage. Of, right, but the best the best line I think in this film has to be when Pierce brought. So 007 is somehow a really narcissistic computer programmer slash scientist slash biologist biochem major jack of all trades asshole who, slash whiny um, ass he's, yeah. he's such a baby so first of all he's smoking in bed which is gross as hell um and then his girlfriend's like oh you're smoking i hate when you smoke in bed and then he like gets pissed off and gets out of bed but he decides that he wants to go hang out in vr and his girlfriend comes down and is like i'm young and i'm like me too girl like let's just not play video games let's go live a little bit uh but but um then you realize what an ass Jeff or uh, Pierce Brosnan is when he has the mentally handicapped kid, man-child, mowing his lawn. It looks like he waited for like a month and a half to have the lawnmower man even come out. Like who leaves their grass that long? Because it's just like extra work for Jeff Fahey. No wonder he's jacked because he has to mow the grass and then rake it all up. And he's working in the middle of the day being watched by a creepy widow and then and but then like nobody cares that this weird guy is like obsessed with this other young boy like there are so many questions that i have here and no one is a good person in this film yeah the the scenes where he uh, um, you know first approaches jeff Fahey and like brings him in and like sits really awkwardly close to him on the couch and stuff it's pretty upsetting stuff. I'm a little bit worried about about Jeff Hayes' well-being. I, I really want him to be like, I need an adult over here, like somebody. <laughs> well, we also have the we have the priest who gets off on beating the shit out of him. But yeah. so he has like really, really poor boundaries and, and understanding of what boundaries are. But I, I think I was a little bit more nervous about when Pierce Brosnan sits really close to him instead of when he sits close to the little boy. Like I was like I know I've watched this movie once before, but I'm getting a real creepy vibe from the doc here. <laughs> hey, could you show me on the doll where the doctor touched you? Where did James Bond touch you? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> James point, Bond points right to the to the brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when they start actually getting into um, getting in, into the the mind altering uh, VR stuff. There are all these arcane seals, like satanic yeah. seals, that are getting strobed into Jeff Fahey's mind. And I'm like, there. I really hope, for one, I really hope that they had like an epilepsy warning at the beginning of this movie because I felt like I was losing my fucking mind. Like yep. it was, it's very unnerving. Um, that actually secondly, was something that crossed our mind as well. It's like, you know, how many how many little Japanese kids did they have to remove from the theater after watching this? It's terrible. <laughs> well, why Japanese? What what are you trying to say here, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anything, the Japanese are used to it because they have like Robo Robo Choco Bot. <laughs> this is a. Uh, oh, I mean. It, it definitely takes us back to a, an earlier horror movie night classic uh, with the you know the computer filled with satanic symbols. Uh, basically, <laughs> we, <laughs> evil fucking speak. Evil oh. fucking speak with Cliff. <laughs> uh, Cliffy Howard. <laughs> 
just all up in this movie. That's uh, this is actually the sequel to this is a better sequel to Evil Speak than it is an adaptation of a Stephen King short film. <laughs> Man, if they if they would have just reskinned this as Evil Speak Two, I would have yeah, been right. on board. Wait, wait, wait. Who who would have um who who would have uh who would have taken the the, the spot of um ah shit what's his name um. Clint Shit. Howard? Clint Howard. Yeah. Who, would, who, who would have taken Clint Howard's... Well, who would have Clint Howard played? Would he have played Jeff Fahey or would he have played Pierce Brosnan? Mm. Or would he have played the girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> There's the real horror right there. I, I could see this being... Oh, my God. Could you imagine this movie? Okay, so now we're going to pitch... This is the new movie. So it's it's not <laughs> Lawnmower Man. It's anyway, Evil Speak make 2. Sure, make sure John Hamm has a spot. Okay, so John Hamm is the scientist. <laughs> so, oh my God. John Hamm is Pierce Brosnan. Cliff, Cliff, uh, Clint Howard is is the Jeff Fahey character, but he is playing the character from Evil Speak. He's been he's been released from the psychic ward uh, that they okay. said that he was in. He's all better, but he's like still mentally fucked up. So they're like, "Look, man, you're just going to cut lawnmower. You're just going to cut grass for for money, and we're going to let you live in this little shack." He's like, "All right, sounds good." And then uh, Pierce, Bra- or uh, sorry, uh, John, Hamm John Hamm sees sees him, doesn't know about his past, so like he hooks him up to the VR thing, and it's just immediate reopening of all this crazy shit that he experienced thirty years earlier. And, and that's then got, got, and then when he's stuck in the VR, he's not ugly Clint Howard; he's beautiful Jeff Fahey. Yeah, Jeff Fahey can still be in this. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, but, uh, can you, I have a question for you, Matt. Can you please check my fluids? <laughs> Cause like, that's, a, that's the actual line in the, the, the movie that we're supposed to be talking about. Um, this movie is such a garbled mess of just crap. Um, the, the epilepsy warnings are coming fast and hard now in my notes. Um, and and uh, the, the psychic powers are what start. It, Adam, I'm assuming that you remember a little bit better than I do about the Lawnmower Man short story. Are there psychic powers in the Lawnmower Man short story? I've never read it, man. Yeah. No. Well, oh. It's... I, ultimately, the story, uh, it, it, it follows the concept of there is a lawnmower and there is a man. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, though, oh, there's no uh, cyber think, sex. <laughs> there's no cyber sex. Believe it or not, in the original story, <laughs> how did well, they? I s- guess the king wasn't smart enough to come up with that idea. Yeah, he, right. he wasn't. He wasn't thirty years ahead of the curve like the people that made. <laughs> so Dude. eventually, I th- I think that uh, the lawnmower man in the original story. Um, either the lawnmower is controlled by pagan gods or it is controlled by the lawnmower man himself. But I don't think that they, they infer that it's, that it's a, uh, a, a psychic ability, like a psychokinetic power or anything like that. Um, because ultimately the story kind of revolves around, uh, uh, old Greek religion and sacrificing to the God Pan you're and, missing. You're missing the most important part about mm-hmm. the the short film. 
So, or the short story. So it's that a character needs a new lawn mowing service. Um, so he hires this lawn mower man, and the lawn mower moves by itself. But the mm-hmm. the guy who's supposed to be cutting the grass is naked, following the lawnmower and eating all of the grass that comes out of it. Oh my god, I remember that. Yeah, and that anything else he runs over with the lawnmower. Yeah, he'll eat anything else that it runs over, <laughs> and then the lawnmower starts chasing the guy who hired the lawnmower man, and then uh, it jump cuts essentially, and then the police are there and conclude that the man was murdered and dismembered by a schizophrenic sex maniac. Uh, mm. And that's it. <laughs> man, that would have been such a better movie. I'm, I'm remembering why I loved Stephen King when I was like a teenager. I read so much Stephen King because that is so coke-fueled nightmare. Yep. <laughs> like, I just can you imagine if they would have had somebody with some sort of prosthetic uh, jaw that kind of like unclamped and was just like gobbling like <laughs> fresh grass. That's amazing. Oh, like, God damn it. The things that could have been. Yeah, and see, they could have they could have brought Jaws in, Richard Keel <laughs> from the Bond films. It could have been <laughs> old Bond with new time. Bond. You could have kept Pierce Brosnan in there. It was just stretching across yeah. the Bond universe. Oh man, you know, if we could have got uh uh fucking oh what's his name? The Bond that's uh that's always beaten women. What's his Sean Connery? Yeah, if we could have got Sean Connery in. Yeah, just to in... smack Mayhew around, but with an open hand, never a closed fist. They could have replaced the Irishman that was constantly running around giving old Irish adages. Well, I mean, <laughs> if we're looking for a dude who can have like a really nice looking, I can eat a bunch of grass in a person jaw, we could bring in our good friend Robert Zadar to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, the man. And he's fucking shredded too, so <laughs> Alright, so so are we at the point now where where Job just straight up lives inside cyberspace now and has left his body? Then he comes out of cyberspace and he can now immolate priests, which is really the worst CGI mm. in this movie, which is saying a lot. But then he can also turn people into pixels. Mm-hmm. And he's a, a floating head on the sidewalk or on the the, the, on the front line. Lawn, yeah, right? he can like discombobulate people. He could also create killer bees and stuff as well. <laughs> oh I man, know. this movie is such a stupid pile of garbage. Yeah, it I is, don't know that we we need to really go through the plot here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're forty well, minutes in and we haven't yet, so why start now? <laughs> it's it's exactly. like trying it's like trying to break down an acid trip and actually, you know, explain it to people in a way that they can cogently understand. Listen, I've never done acid and have no interest in doing so, but I would rather drop acid and have a bad like eight hour trip <laughs> than live through this fucking movie. <laughs> And have to watch Pierce Brosnan put his hand on his mouth one more time and go, you just don't understand what I'm going through. <laughs> oh, that's a really good Pierce Brosnan impression. <laughs> Almost as a voice. voice actor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, if they would just pay me for it. Oh, that would be so much better. <laughs> well, hey, that's what you're here for. We're, we're trying to get you, get you paid so you can get you laid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, oh, you mean watching Lawnmower Man's not going to get me laid? Come on. <laughs> I don't know. You I don't know. You, what happened. I was going to say, you watched it with your wife. What happened after that? 
Well, there was a lot of <laughs> afterwards. So. Or as Matt Kelly likes to call it, slurp, slurp, slurp. 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 <laughs> 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 we're making an ad. Napping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm-hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. All right, so... (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, What did you guys watch this week? (laughs) Here, I'll go first. Um, This is actually a couple weeks in in the making because I haven't mentioned it uh, yet. But I gave... uh, I started up um, watching. Now, everybody knows I love superhero shit. Everybody knows that I hate the X Men movies. I mean, well, that everybody hates the X Men movies because they're crap, except for Dawn of Future Past, which are, or Days of Future Past, which was pretty good. Um, but I saw that Legion <clears throat> is—it's a new, newish uh, series on FX, but it's—it's it's a um, so FX is owned by Fox, I guess, and. Marvel is co-producing it, which is great because it looks like they're between that and having Spider-Man coming back to the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. Um, mm-hmm. There, it looks like they're finally patching things up, and we'll get d- decent, um, you know, decent comic book material from the rest of the Marvel Universe because obviously Fox doesn't know what to do with mutants. So, in any case, um, Legion is. Uh, in the comic books, I don't, and and I this isn't a spoiler for the TV show, but um, in the comic books, he's the son of Charles Xavier, and he is an Omega level mutant. Like he has reality warping powers. He's like supremely powerful, but he's also insane and has multiple personality disorder. Each personality has a different like superpower, mm. um, but he just is kind of like a, he's like a walking world-ending, like, universe-ending character, and they have to keep him under control. So in the TV show, the whole concept is that he's, um, what's real, what's not real, what's in his head, what characters are real, and which ones are part of his psychosis, um, and people are, uh, who's, who's actually trying to control him, and things like that, and it's very confusing. I'm three episodes in right now, um, it's really, it's a great show. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to watch. Um, and I get, it's kind of like the closest thing 
I can imagine a superhero show being um, if it was written by uh, Matthew Weiner, the guy that did Mad Men, because I'm assuming, and not a lot has been explained yet, but I'm guessing that everything that happens in the show has a double meaning, just like in Mad Men. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens in the show. It's, it's very, very interesting to watch, but it's torture waiting for new episodes to come out. So, um, Adam, you liked Westworld. Um, I'm reading, like, on Reddit's uh, Legion FX subreddit that um, a lot of the people that liked uh, Mr. Robot and Westworld are getting similar vibes from Legion, so you might enjoy it. Yeah, right. I uh, was fooling around with the idea of watching it last night because I saw it up on the uh, on the Android box there, and, and I was thinking about it. So, yeah, I might have to check that out. Thank you. You might want to wait a couple weeks for more episodes to come out because I was able to binge the first two episodes in a night, and it was very satisfying. And now I'm waiting a week mm. for new things to come out, and I'm like, God. <laughs> I might hold so that's what I watched. Uh, I watched a little movie. Don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It was called Bride of Reanimate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we recorded a commentary track for it yesterday. We are maybe going to be putting up sort of like a little snippet, a little best of from that commentary track. Had a lot of fun watching it with you guys. We'll be watching that movie again. <laughs> love <laughs> love that fucking movie. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I, I'm super late on this one, but uh, I finally watched Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, that movie rules. It, it was awesome. It was it was so good. I'm glad that I paced myself and watched all of the previous Mad Max movies first, because mm-hmm. it just made me really enjoy it more than... I, I mean, I'm sure I would have loved it regardless, but just being like, okay, yeah, after sitting through um, Thunderdome, this is actually pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> put, put a lot of things in context for me. Uh, but it it was a good time. And then, uh, recently I made my cousin watch a bunch of the old horror movie night classic episodes. So we, uh, I made him watch, uh, Taurus Trap. I made him watch the final girls. Um, and he enjoyed final girls a little bit more than he enjoyed Taurus Trap, but, uh, it seemed like he liked both. Um, Oh, Hey, 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 what's the name of the guy that is like the nerdy, Dude in uh, Final Girls, um, Tom Mid- up, like, Middleditch, because I keep seeing him yeah. on commercials now. Yeah, he's he's like on like the Verizon commercials. Um, <clears throat> Megan and I, I had forgotten this, but we didn't finish it. But um, we started watching Someone Mary Berry, which is Tyler Labine and Tom Middleditch and a couple other people. Yeah, um, and he can only play one person. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Uh, I like that movie though. <laughs> It's an unexpectedly fun. Someone movie. Mary Berry. Yeah. Should I finish it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. If you're not you know, liking I mean, it right I, away, then don't finish it. I mean, I laughed a good bit when Tyler Labine's character was giving his eulogy to his best friend's dad's, uh, or at his best friend's dad's funeral at the beginning. Um, I mean, I just like Tyler Labine. He's hilarious, but I just don't think that that's something that. But I, I, maybe I just wasn't in the mood at the time. But I mean, he, that's another person that is a just a one one note actor. But he does it very well. I mean, Tyler Lipping's hilarious. Yeah, I mean between between a uh, Reaper and then uh, I, I mean obviously uh, Tucker and Dale and then Deadbeat. Yeah. I thought Deadbeat was one of the best shows that nobody was watching. Um, Honestly, I liked Reaper better. I thought that the second season of um, of of uh, Deadbeat 
kind of lost the plot. It just wasn't super funny. It wasn't as funny. The first season was hilarious, but the second season was not as good, in my opinion. Uh, and real quick, Jesse, besides uh, having to suffer through Lawnmower Man, is there anything else you watched this week? And or do you just oh, want well. to tell us more about the <laughs> Kickstarter? <laughs> or well, both. Oh, I'm sure that I'll I'll be able to squeeze both in. <laughs> no, I, I what, used... is that what you said after watching the Lawnmower Man? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and what I did was, is I allowed the beginning of the film to inspire me. Uh, you know, the little monkey video game chasing scene where the <laughs> monkey blows the guy's head off. Well, that inspired me to watch a seventies. Uh, uh, Japanese version of Planet of the Apes called Time of the Apes. You guys, if you're Misty's, you may remember that Mystery Science Theater did that back in their fourth season when Joel was on there. Um, so I used that as inspiration for more monkey madness and uh, watched a, that horrible film. <laughs> and I've seen it so many times. Uh, it's it's one of those things that once you start watching these bad films, it's 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 almost like a masochistic thing. You just you you just really enjoy torturing yourself and then you start enjoying bringing your friends over and torturing them and watching their faces as contort as they try to figure out what the hell is going on and why did you bring me here to watch this you just kind of stare at them from afar like you like the movie right (laughs) (laughs) movies pretty good right this is great Everybody's having a good time. Wait, no one's having a good time. <laughs> it's perfect. It's like high school all over again. <laughs> and uh, so one last time, where can people go to donate to the Kickstarter? And uh, and when is the Kickstarter run up as well, I guess, would be the other important question. Yep. Absolutely. Um, we are. We started on February 13th. Uh, the end date for the first goal is March 15th. People can go to chillingtalesfordarknights.com forward slash animation. And again, that's www.chillingtalesfordarknights.com forward slash animation. And it will bring up the Kickstarter page for you. It'll give you a rundown of our project details, the goals that we're looking to reach. And just a little spoiler here, just just to get people excited, um, we are trying to reach our first goal of $30,000. We are $8,000 into it, so we are running very smoothly so far, but we need everybody's help to get us there. But once we reach our fourth stretch goal, which is, uh, I believe, $140,000 for us to produce uh, several fully animated uh, episodes of the series... We are going to, and we have already talked with the agents of Robert England, to come in and host our pilot episode. So if the fans can get on there, hopefully we can bring Robert England back for a a little bit of chilling tales and simply scary type horror. We're looking forward to that. And I really appreciate you guys letting me come on here and talk about that and this wonderful, wonderful film. (laughs) We were happy to have you, Jesse. Yeah, I appreciate you suffering through probably one of the worst movies we've had to watch in a while. Um, for uh, tune in next week. Pretty bad. <laughs> no, I, I would I would love to do this again with you guys sometime. Uh, and uh, if you guys do like a live streaming thing where you're riffing on the films, I, I may have to uh, to bribe <laughs> you to let me sit in on one of those. We will well, keep you. We will let one, you know. The next one is is is, is that a Brian Yuzna that we're thinking about doing for the next one? 
Yeah, we were we were we were thinking about doing at least one public one uh, instead of one just for the Patreon donator. So yeah, yeah, maybe we will... maybe we have the Golden Voice come on <laughs> and and talk to us for an hour and a half. Well, I'll tell you what, guys, I would be happy to come back, and I look forward to it. And again, thanks so much for letting me come in and and have fun. Not a problem. So that was Lawnmower Man from 1992. Thank you, as always, for listening. Don't forget to go and check out all of the projects that Jesse's working on and donating to his Kickstarter. And if you have a little money left over, how about you go over to our Patreon account, patreon.com backslash podcast, and throw a little money our way as well. Thank you also for always sending us suggestions like today's episode. You can email us at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. And if you swing by our Facebook page, there is lots of good stuff going on over there at all times there's always people talking about what movies they recently saw mourning the loss of great great uh actors and directors as they pass or just talking shit on each other uh but it's one of the friendliest places on the internet is there anywhere else that you guys can think of that you can go to uh listen or or follow us absolutely you can always find us on twitter at hmn podcast you can also find matt at saint mort and scott at back and duke um (laughs) And uh, you can also find us on Facebook there. Like Matt said, we are at facebook.com slash group slash horror movie night. What about you, Scotty? Soundcloud.com backslash uh, horror movie night. Sorry, I almost got it screwed up. Uh, All of our episodes are up there. Um, And uh, did you guys mention that, that now you're posting on YouTube? Uh, yeah, we have a YouTube account right now that we are starting to post little mini edits of our past episodes as well as full-length uh, clips of our episodes. And uh, you know what's something that we forgot to mention? Uh, if you're trying to get to our Facebook page, the easiest way to find it now is by going to hmnpodcast.com because we own that yeah. URL now, and that will link you right to All the right. Facebook page. Man, I completely <laughs> forgot we had a website. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, and eventually that will turn into a, a real website that will have all the links to all the different places you want to go for Horror Movie Night. But in the meantime, just use that to get to our Facebook page. Uh, thank you for listening. We will be back next week with a little St. Patrick's Day treat. So uh, get ready and prepare to tune in for that. We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them.
Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 